Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello again. We're back. This is Steve Wilson, still going through the book of Matthew. And uh, I believe we are in chapter 21, and we got down through verse 11 last time, if I remember correctly. Um, So we are into... um, we started talking about the uh, triumphal entry. Jesus has entered, entered into Jerusalem. Um, he's beginning what most people refer to as the Passion Week, which is the week leading up to the crucifixion. Um, and starts out, obviously, with uh, him entering into Jerusalem and everybody's, um, you know, praising Hosanna and throwing out the palm leaves and They're thrilled to death to see the Messiah, but bear in mind, um, this joy was somewhat short-lived because the majority of the people um, viewed Jesus, the Messiah, as the one who's going to come and deliver them from Roman oppression. And that's understandable because the history of uh, the Israelites, the Jewish people, was one of falling into bondage or, you know, being... Um, defeated to that sort of thing and then being delivered. That happened over and over and over again and it all revolved around their own um, behavior uh, and worship to Jehovah. And so when they fell away from Jehovah, um, they would then, you know, God would punish them basically and leave them to their own devices, which didn't work out so well for them, and then they'd repent, and he'd come back and deliver them. So anyway, that's, you know, kind of what the majority of the people were still looking for when they heard the term Messiah, um, their Savior, their Deliverer. They were looking at it from an earthly perspective, not from a spiritual perspective. So, as I said, Jesus comes into town, everybody's thrilled to death, they're all praising him and all that sort of thing, but it doesn't take long for Jesus to then um, start changing their, their minds because he immediately um, goes into the temple and begins to teach things that, uh, you know, the, it, it turns the hierarchy against him, number one, and then he begins to push a new theology. He's trying to tell them, you know, what he really is, what the being the Savior, being the Messiah truly means, and they're not getting it. And so because they don't understand it and he's not going to give them what they want, um, he is, uh, you know, they begin to turn against him. And, um, you know, then he begins to uh, attack some of the spiritual leaders and some of the things he does, and, you know, we'll see that as we go through here. 
because we're getting into this section here during the Passion Week where he goes into the temple and begins teaching. There's a number of things that we'll cover that he taught about, which they certainly uh, didn't approve of, or, you know, the, the hierarchy especially uh, didn't like. And, of course, they swayed the people and turned them against Jesus. Um, and, you know, but in the process of doing that, we are also going to, as we come to these parts, talk about the actual uh, dates because um, traditional belief is that Jesus went to the cross on Friday, and that's why we celebrate Good Friday, and arose from the grave on Sunday. I don't believe that. I believe the events actually show him going to the cross on Thursday. And the biggest problem or the biggest red flag that you see when you when you hear the Friday Friday Sunday um, idea is that it it doesn't fit with Scripture that says he'll like Jonah being in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, so Jesus will be in the tomb, so or be in the grave three days and three nights. Well, you can't get that with Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because it doesn't cover three days and three nights. Uh, at best, you might get three days, but you can't get three nights. So it has to be a Thursday, number one. Um, but then I think if you really look at the events, you can see um, that it really was. And, and you look at history, there's some historical facts that you can back that argument up with. Um, because, um, you, you know, you can't get the three days and three nights. So <clears throat> if you do Thursday, if you see Thursday and you understand why Thursday is, is okay... Why it works, because the argument against Thursday is that, well, the Sabbath is not until Saturday, so the Passover meal would be on Friday, and that's when the Last Supper occurred, or at least that's what they claim. Well, there's a very valid historical argument with regard to that, uh, and that argument is that there were actually, I know this sounds kind of silly, but there are actually two Sabbaths. There was a high Sabbath and a regular Sabbath because there was a, 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 a celebration or event that uh, occurred periodically called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And that Feast of Unleavened Bread was a celebration that occurred for uh, eight days. Um, and um, they during the course of that eight days, and, you know, there were several feasts, this being one of them, during the course of that eight days, there would be a Passover meal each night. Um, and what would happen was <clears throat> the first and last day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the eight-day celebration, was referred to as a high Sabbath. And so there was a Passover meal, which had all the requirements of, you know, slaying the lamb and the whole nine yards. Um that would occur on the first and last day. And so they called that the high Sabbath. The reason they did that is because there was a regular Sabbath, of course, that occurred every Saturday. Well, most people think that when they refer to the Sabbath here, they're referring to that regular Sabbath on a Saturday. Hmm. Truth is, 
there was a high Sabbath. And in, under these circumstances, and when you look at the dates, um, it, it, you know, it, ref, it refers to the dates that the, that the high Sabbath would, occurred, would have occurred. Friday was actually a high Sabbath, which would have required a Passover meal on Thursday. And that's the meal that Jesus is referring to. And you'll see in Scripture when he, and when we come to it, we'll bring it out a little bit more. But you'll see in Scripture that um, he refers to the fact that when he says he won't eat of uh, this meal again until he's, you know, the, the supper in heaven. Um, so the truth is, Jesus actually did not get to partake of the actual weekly Sabbath meal. Um, that occurred the night before. Um, but he did participate in the one that was uh, the Passover meal for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Um, now, there's even been the argument, well, then, you know, that means Jesus violated the law because he would have had to have celebrated, you know, that partaken of that meal because it was Jewish law. It was required. Well, you know, he had been arrested. He was on the cross. He was being crucified. It kind of hard to, to have a meal, celebrate a Passover meal if you're on the cross. Furthermore, as you go through here, there are places where, um, you know, the, typically the Friday to Sunday people will choose to say, okay, this indicates a new day. And so this is what happened on Monday. This is what happened on Tuesday. This is what happened on Wednesday. Well, they're not clear cut. And you get all four apostles, all four of the gospels have an account um, of the crucifixion week, or the um, you know the the uh, passion week, and so they make different mention, but they actually they don't actually say like in creation where it was. And then you had the morning and evening, and you had the third day, and you had the morning and evening, you had the fourth day, and so it doesn't do that. People have to look at that and say and kind of assume that, oh, well, this must have been the next day. This particular event occurred the next day based on kind of the wording of Scripture. Well, Scripture doesn't, uh, Scripture doesn't, all you know, I've, if you study uh, creation, for instance, in, in Genesis chapter 1, you, you have a pattern that's established right there in the very first chapter that says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, okay? It states the event, and then in verse 2, and the earth was without form and void. It begins to describe how it occurred. So it goes back and recounts the event that's already been stated. Well, that's kind of what happens here. It talks about Jesus going into the temple, and then it will talk about the things that was were dis, you know Jesus discussed with the uh, Pharisees and so on. It doesn't specifically state what day. It just says they were discussed. Well, he had basically three days. He started on Monday. Now, that day is pretty clear, and, and we'll see that here You know, when we get down to verse 18, I think it is. Um, but after that, he had Monday, he had Tuesday, and he had Wednesday to go into the temple and to discuss these things with you know all the scholars and all the hierarchy and that sort of thing. So, you know, it, it kind of, they're not necessarily in chronological order, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, in the different Gospels, uh, they mention these events, and they don't all mention the same ones, but a lot of them do. 
but they don't specify which day in which they were discussed. Some of them you can kind of see that there were, because when you get into verse 18, he begins, begins to have a discussion there, and, uh, and it's pretty obvious that it was, um, you know, when on Monday he talks about the fig tree, uh, you know, he's going by there. So that probably happened on Monday. But the other events, it just says they were discussed. It doesn't necessarily specify what particular day um, those topics came up. And, and, you know, how Jesus taught on them, when Jesus taught on them, I guess I should say. Uh, so anyway, that's in a nutshell, you know, the things I want to talk about, that, which incidentally there's in 33 AD, there's actually historically recorded a, an eclipse, which, you know, could have explained the, the darkness in the afternoon, 3 o'clock, I think it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but nonetheless, you see where I'm going with this? And I'll try to point those things out to you as we go along so you can you can see the days that actually make sense. So we're down to verse 12, um, and we are on, where, what did I say, verse 12? Yeah, Jesus says, and Jesus went into the temple of God. Now this is after the uh, the entrance into the city, you know, then the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. But then in verse 12, And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold, bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. So, so the chief priests didn't like, you know, all the attention he was getting. I mean, they were they were envious. Uh, they didn't want to, and they were very jealous. They didn't want to lose their, their uh, thunder. Jesus was stealing their thunder. And so they didn't like that and, um, and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto him, Yea, have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings? Thou hast perfected praise. So Jesus is basically saying that uh, they are they're doing the right thing. They're praising the right per person. They're, they're lifting up and honoring the, the correct person. I, I, he's saying, in essence, I am the Messiah. And I deserve this praise. Um, and so that's where he starts. Kind of the first thing that he does to turn people against him right off the bat. He's turning a hierarchy against them because, he's, he's, like I said, he's stealing their thunder. And they don't particularly like that. And so right off the bat, um, they begin to plot against him because they've got a scam going here. And I don't have time to talk about it in this session, but I will in the next one. And I'll describe how all that's going on, but he's exposing them. Um, he's he's doing away with their little game they've got going, their little money-making scheme that they have devised here and put together that's been working so well. He's upsetting the apple cart. So right off the bat, first thing he does, after all these people are praising him and lifting him up and everybody's excited to see the Messiah, he immediately turns the hierarchy against them. So... 
We will talk about that when we come back in the next session as we start into verse 12 here. Um, and I hope um, you're excited to hear about that um, because, um, you know, it, it begins where Jesus begins to share with them who he really is and um, kind of starts this whole Passion Week event. So anyway, God bless. Hope you're enjoying this, and we'll talk to you next time.